Hey, all right, all right. Today's newest episode of Heal Thyself. Thank you for joining in on the show. Listeners and viewers, so much love. I can't wait to get into this knowledge bomb because we need to talk about a very, very important mineral. We're going to get into a product review about different forms of that mineral. And the special guest is someone who's very near and dear to me, a very, very close friend. And we're going to have a really good conversation about some really good stuff that is going to enlighten and bring light to your life. So, Without further ado, let us get into the show. All right, magnesium, one of my favorite minerals in the world. Look, there are so many people who think minerals are not sexy, but I'm telling you right now, I think minerals are hella sexy because they're so important. They are the essence of life. Minerals are so deeply implicated in our bodily functions. And magnesium, boy, this is like the miracle mineral. All right, it has over 300 functions in the body that we know of, right? And we don't get enough of it. Most people don't. Why? About 46 to 50% of people in the United States are deficient in magnesium, period. Most of it is stored in our bones, and a little bit is in our blood. But it's a miracle mineral. Why? Is because it's so expansive in its processes in the body. It's involved in almost every enzymatic reaction in the body from metabolizing estrogen to the creation of ATP or energy in our body, um, synthesis of genetic material. It is, if, if when you go, I remember when I was going through biochemistry back in school, you look at all of these reactions as things metabolize, things break down, things catabolic, anabolic reactions, growth, breakdown. I always saw magnesium in almost everything and B vitamins too, but magnesium is always there. Um, and I started to get a better idea of how important this mineral was, right? And um, it's important every system in our body, from our bones to our muscles to our heart, uh, blood pressure, low magnesium intakes uh, in the blood have been associated with type 2 diabetes, metabolic syndrome, Elevated CRP, C-reactive protein, that's inflammatory protein in the body, hypertension, atherosclerosis, vascular diseases, sudden cardiac death. How about, how about a heart attack? Osteoporosis, migraines, headaches, asthma, colon cancer. That's expansive. That's a big net of uh, many diseases that have been associated with low levels of magnesium, right? So as I mentioned, almost half of us are not getting enough magnesium. So what are the symptoms of low magnesium in the blood, in the body? Well, for one, it's muscle weakness. For me, that's, that's how it manifests, really. I know that I'm eating like crap, right? I'm not sticking to eating a lot of plants. So I know that I have like this heaviness, muscle weakness, sluggishness, fatigue. These are telltale signs that maybe your magnesium might be low, right? And it makes sense because magnesium is really important in bringing that process of building up energy in the body. Uh, to make that cycle go around. It's called the Krebs cycle. Mood changes, of course. Mood, it, it's, it's huge. Here's why. Magnesium is essential for brain health. Remember when I did that show on BDNF, I spoke about neuroplasticity and how neurons in the brain talk to each other, they communicate. Well, guess what's such an important mediator of that is magnesium, magnesium, magnesium. So if your moods are going up and down and left and right, maybe you want to look into seeing, at least maybe getting a blood test, 
or a nutrient panel to see where your magnesium is, okay? How about twitches, tremors, tingling? Magnesium is essential, essential for neuromuscular communication. That means the way your nerves and your muscles are communicating, which I talked about the muscles, but also the nerve health, the neurons, and the nerves throughout the body. Magnesium is so, so important. Bowel movements. I mean, that's, the, that's, the, that's why people take magnesium for the most part, or told by their practitioners to take magnesium, is because what happens is magnesium not only... The way it works is magnesium basically uh, competes for calcium, right? And calcium really is causing that contraction of the muscle, whereas magnesium is like, ah, relaxation. So it's not only doing that in voluntary muscle, but it's also doing it in the smooth muscle, right? The ones that we're not moving voluntarily, and that's in our intestines. So what's happening is it's actually releasing that contracture, the spasm in the intestines, they can really start causing some constipation. And it's also helping create an osmotic gradient in the stool. So it's bringing in more water into the stool and softening it. So it's really a helpful uh, intervention for those with constipation and it's pretty safe. So I always say that uh, one of the first go-tos is let's see where you are with your magnesium before all of a sudden you go to the pharmacy, get an over-the-counter stool softener or at wor or even worse, laxative, uh, instead of really getting to the root of the issue. So yeah, that's basically the way magnesium works in the intestines, um, but it also does the same for heart muscles. Remember when, as I was saying, the way it works in your voluntary muscle and in your smooth muscle and your intestines, well, also works in the cardiac muscle, right? So when, when there's a really severe depletion, what you're gonna start getting is a change in heart rhythm. So you may get arrhythmia, right? And that might be a simple fix as really repleting with magnesium. So an important tidbit also is to know that magnesium itself, depletion of that, that's important, but guess what? That also transports calcium and potassium into the cell, right? So usually, once you start seeing a drop in magnesium, you're gonna start seeing drops in calcium and potassium following through. So it's sort of like a snowball effect and it's in and of itself, right? So what lowers magnesium? Well, a poor diet. I'll talk about foods in a bit, but um, magnesium in itself is depleted by alcohol. So if you're drinking a lot of alcohol or you're partying a lot, then you may want to think about your levels of minerals and electrolytes. It'll really bring it down. Chronic diarrhea or inflammatory bowel disease, for sure. Um, diabetes is another thing that really asks the body to release a lot of calcium or magnesium, I'm sorry. Magnesium is one of the top minerals depleted by drugs. So if you're starting a new drug regimen, you might want to see which drugs are causing the, the depletion of magnesium in the body. So antifungals, PPIs, I did that whole show on antacids, diuretics, antibiotics like Cipro, Leviquin, Bactrim, birth control, which I wish Dr. Jolene Brighton was next to me to just testify real quick. I mean, amen, because yes, birth control will deplete magnesium. And then you want to start thinking about if you're on birth control long term, all those aforementioned symptoms of magnesium depletion, okay? Uh, hormone replacement therapy, corticosteroids long-term, digoxin, that's given for those with heart issues. So remember, if your doctor is prescribing any of these drugs that reduce magnesium levels in the body, they should simultaneously be prescribing magnesium with it. Um, and if they're not, you need to bring that up because magnesium, as I said, is a miracle mineral. It's so important for every bodily process, for every enzymatic process, right? Multi-system, it's such an important mineral and I'm over here testifying because I love it. So for men, it says about 400 to 420 milligrams. For women, 310 to 320 milligrams per day. That's way too low. Um, that is so you are not, frankly, magnesium deficient, but you're gonna want more than that. So that's the bare minimum, okay? 
So what do you need to be eating for magnesium? So magnesium, you're going to get mostly from plants. Okay. Some fish will have it, but mostly plants. Uh, foods high in magnesium, one of my favorite ones, one that's part of my diet all the time is pumpkin seeds, right? One ounce is going to give you about 168 milligrams. That's, that's great. Then you have some dark chocolate. Remember, listen to my dark chocolate show or my cacao show um, because I speak about how to choose chocolate. Not all chocolates are created equal, especially the dark ones. Avocados, nuts, beans, legumes, tofu, seeds, whole grains, leafy greens. So you could just put this on Google, foods high in magnesium. Start researching and start implementing more if you're not having them regularly. Um, it's found that people on a plant-based diet tend to have better magnesium levels than those who are not eating lots of plants. So if you haven't been, you may want to get your practitioner to test you for chronically low levels of magnesium, right? Um, ask your doctor. And the test that I like to do is the NutraVal. I mentioned this on a few shows already. Um, that's by Genova. Ask your doctor about that, right? It tests your urine and it tests your blood. It's a nutrient panel. Some use the SpectraCell panel. That's another one. Um, but really what we'll be able to see is what are your magnesium levels for at least the past 90 days or so, 90 to 120 days? Um, for me, clinically, if I think back on it, the majority of people are low in magnesium. And me, being a vegan, eating plant-based, my magnesium was not low, but it wasn't, it wasn't on the high end. It was right in the middle. So um, I made sure to eat more pumpkin seeds. That's why I said I love pumpkin seeds. Um, so again, I'm digressing, but that's a really important test to go into, okay? Um, so yeah, that's the lowdown in magnesium, right? I, I hope you understand how important it is in the body. I hope you understand that a lot of us are deficient in it. I hope you understand the implications in the different systems in our body and where to find it, all right? And remember, if you are on a medication that reduces your magnesium levels, then start supplementing it. I'm going to teach you about the different forms because I feel like there's 1,100,000 forms of magnesium. Let's tease them out and figure out which one is best for you. All right, so in this product review, I want to review different forms of magnesium. This product review will not be bashing any particular um, products, even though there are a lot of products out there that are really giving you subpar magnesium. But what I did is go to uh, the cabinet and bring some. These are actually my roommate's magnesiums. But um, I wanted to talk about the forms because it's really important. If you're targeting a very specific symptom profile with magnesium or your practitioner is, you want to make sure they're doing it with the right forms because not all forms are created equal or doing the same thing. So you may have heard of, first and foremost, magnesium citrate. And I'm going to do this before, I'm going to say this before anything. Two of these are from Pure Encapsulations. And I, and look, I'm all about informed consent. They were bought out by Nestle three years ago, um, two or three years ago. And um, for those of you who don't want to support Nestle, I, I don't, and I don't buy pure encapsulations, but, um, but they're here. Um, and I have some pure encapsulations over the years for one reason or another. But um, for those of you who don't want to support Nestle, just look into Nestle as a corporation and what they do. And you may want to boycott it, but if you want to buy it, then you want to buy it, but informed consent, right? Because I'm not here. Because I know if I publish this and I'm talking about these, these in particular, they're going to be like, did you know they bought, Nestle bought them out? Oh my God, what are you doing? So... Um, that's that. All right. Magnesium citrate. This is derived from citric acid. So really important for one, when it's derived from citric acid, you want to make sure that it is either organic or very particular non-GMO, right? This one is non-GMO. 
because, as I mentioned on many other shows, citric acid is usually derived from genetically modified corn. You don't want to be taking that in if you don't even know what genetically modified foods are or glyphosate is. Please listen to every other episode I've ever done in my life because I talk about this all the time. Um, so magnesium citrate is really good. It's it's readily bioavailable. About 90% of it is going to get into your blood. Um, so when you want to think about things like systemically, I think of magnesium citrate for muscles, right? Like muscle cramping, like, oh my God, my magnesium's low. My muscles are cramping. I'm fatigued. I'm sluggish and I have constipation. I mean, you may, you may want to check your thyroid too, but still, um, as a supplement, this one is good for that, right? Because it also helps with the constipation aspect, not as good as other ones, but certainly it's really good for that muscle. So that's the magnesium citrate over here. Remember, always get magnesium citrate form organic or non-GMO, okay? Then we have, um, I, didn't, I don't have this one, but magnesium chloride is a really popular one, and that's good for sleep. Think, now start thinking sleep and constipation, right? Think um, relaxation of the body, relaxation of the mind. This was the form that was used in a really nice trial that I saw um, and I posted about, actually my roommate posted about Ali, um, a randomized crossover control trial that showed that magnesium improved clinical depression in as few as two weeks, regardless of gender, age, baseline, magnesium level, severity of depression, or the use of antidepressant medications. So really incredible stuff. Just in two weeks, magnesium chloride was shown to be really helpful at reducing those symptoms of depression. That's really cool to hear. Just, uh, just a mineral, you're telling me? A, a mineral, a cheap mineral at that? Very much so affordable. All right, magnesium glycinate. That's the other form I have here by Pure. Um, magnesium glycinate. So when I think of magnesium glycinate, I also think of readily available, but I think um, more relaxing, right? So whereas citrate I would use for like those muscle cramps and constipation, I think of magnesium glycinate more for those who are not sleeping well who has mental unrest um, because of the glycine, right? Magnesium glycinate, it's magnesium paired with glycine, and glycine in itself is a very calming amino acid. Um, yeah, so the glycinate has good bioavailability. Um, it, can, it can help with the bowels too. So I like this, magnesium glycinate, another form that I use for myself and others. Well, I spoke about constipation. One big thing and issue I see, and you always want to look at, if you're buying a magnesium and it says good for muscles and good for sleep, then you also want to see the form that it's in because I've seen this happen a lot. Um, I used to work at a um, pharmacy, uh, like an integrated pharmacy years ago, and I got really familiar with every supplement there, including the magnesiums. And all, there's a lot of different products out there or different brands but I see a lot of these magnesiums like claiming, making these claims, but then using a really poor non-absorbable form. Now, magnesium oxide is that poor non-absorbable form. It has about 4% bioavailability getting into the blood. So think milk of magnesia, right? That's magnesium hydroxide. The majority of it, right, 96% will stay in the digestive system to really help with constipation. So if your main target, your sole target is really bad constipation, then you want to start thinking about magnesium oxide as a form to choose other than these. Conversely, if you're buying magnesium and it's saying that it's really helpful for muscle and relaxation and sleep and it's magnesium oxide, then 
they're just using a really cheap form and trying to make a profit out of that. So there's two more. I'm going to talk about this one, magnesium L-threonate. This has, um, this is one that is actually a newer form that's being marketed and used. It has pretty good bioavailability, but let's think about threonate more brain, right? Blood brain barrier passing blood brain barrier, giving our brain cognitive, cognitive. Think about memory. Think about focus. Think about overall cognition. That's when we have to start thinking about magnesium three and eight. Okay. So again, if your practitioner is giving you magnesium oxide, when you're complaining about this, then you want to maybe bring up that question. Hey, I heard magnesium oxide is only really good for constipation. Um, and the last form that I can talk about is magnesium orotate. This is good bioavailability. When you talk about orotate, I think more athletics or athletes who need um, magnesium for repair and relaxation. So yeah, very simple. Look, that's a handy dandy way uh, for us to approach magnesium. And um, yeah, and if, and if you don't know how to buy the magnesium supplement overall, I'm not necessarily getting behind any of these. Only Look, Pure used to be a really good brand. I used to use it in school all the time. And when it got bought out by Nestle, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. To, I'm going to be honest with you, okay? So if you don't know about supplements or how to buy them, I did a whole show on this. One of my first shows was how to look for supplements, what, to, what, what are the stamps and labels, and just all of these approaches that are going to benefit us when we look for that. So go back to that show, okay? Okay, there you go. So magnesium, we've done all things magnesium. This is basically a magnesium show. So our special guest is coming on and I can't wait. I hope you know everything that there ever is to know about magnesium. You guys are pros, you guys are experts. Let's move on to our guest. Hey, all right, everyone. Today's special guest, someone I'm really excited to bring on because she's about to drop some knowledge. She's actually one of my mentors. I don't know if you know that, but one of my mentors. So her name's Rochelle Webb. She's a health coach and an online business mentor. She's amazing at what she does, and she's here to teach all of us how to better our lives. Thank you, Rochelle, for joining the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. It's so exciting to be here because, you know, I remember when you first called me and started telling me about this podcast. How long ago was that? March. Wow. March, like February, yeah. March. I guess it was in the works or like since last mm -hmm. year. But it premiered back in March, and I was telling you how, you know, it's going to be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and you had your list on the whiteboard of all the names, and yeah. now we're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. it's super exciting. Thank you so much. Yeah, we've had all those names on the show. You were one of them. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is it's hard to get a hold of you. Why? Because you don't <laughs> live in the United States. Yeah, I live in Australia. I just arrived. When was it? Yesterday morning. Yeah. So, so my brain might be a little bit slow today. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> it's good. It's the middle of the night for me still. Yeah. I'm glad that we got you on the show. Mm -hmm. um, so, man, you're a wealth of information. And I said you're my mentor because you actually helped shift um, really the trajectory of where my life was going. Mm -hmm. And um, I speak in the sense of, I speak about rituals all the mm -hmm. time. I speak about me time all the time, yeah. but I didn't put that into practice really until we met mm -hmm. and you were already a ritual master, Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess you could say that. And you, you had shown me and opened up that discipline about what, what folks should be doing. Mm. Where did you learn about rituals yeah. in the first place? Well, for me, it was probably about three or four years ago and I learned from my coach. Um, and really, like the same for you, they changed my life. 
you know, creating ritual in my life, not only around self-love and morning rituals, but really learning how to like ritualize so many things within my life. Um, I was in a place where I guess I was going through massive change and a lot of growth and healing. Um, I was in a place where I didn't have a lot of self-love and I didn't really know what that meant. I guess for me, I thought that I actually thought that I was loving myself and I thought that I was like the queen of self-love because I was doing all the self-care practices, you know, I was getting my hair done, I was getting massages, I was getting my nails done, um, I was taking time to rest and all of those things, but I didn't truly love myself from within. And, um, you know, those were all external things to make me feel good, but there was still missing something missing from the inside. So I started working with a coach and she was really the one um, who introduced me to rituals and to like really introduce me to self-love practices. And so for me, starting my day in ritual, like sacred time for myself is the most important thing that I can do because you know, we are the most important people in our own lives. And if you can start your day, like showing yourself that and setting the intention that I am the most important person in my life. So I'm going to spend, I'm, you know, some people don't have a lot of time in the morning, but it's really just setting the intention, even if it's 15 minutes to say, this time is for me. This time is to make myself feel good, to fill my cup and to do something that, is self-loving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I say. That mm-hmm. that time, that sacred time, mm-hmm. I, I say it, or me time, is one of the most important routes to health at, over all of everything mm-hmm. because you know what that shows. It, it, it helps one reflect. You get to integrate your whole day mm-hmm. or what your intentions are for the day yeah. and really get aligned with purpose. And I speak about sense of purpose and the importance mm-hmm. of it all the time. And it gives you some insight into what your sense of purpose is. Would you, would you say so? Absolutely, because if you're not spending that time reflecting and spending that time connecting to your heart, quietening your mind, how can you allow space within yourself to even find that? You know, like to even um, ask yourself and reflect, like, what is that? What is my purpose? Why am I here? What is my truth? Because some of us are so busy with our lives and work and kids and family and all of these other things and we're not taking time for ourselves you can ask a lot of people you know what's your truth or why are you here and they don't know because they don't have that time to sit and reflect and find the answers Mm -hmm. a lot of us don't Mm -hmm. know right Mm -hmm. because it's like we're in this tornado and autopilot Mm -hmm. right and influenced by these external factors Mm -hmm. society the news our parents um, teachers and they dictate really our route of where yeah. we're going and what our sense of purpose is. Mm-hmm. But shouldn't shouldn't this me time or reflection time be one of the most important teachings in, in kindergarten, first yes. grade, second grade, always, yes. right? Imagine if they taught that in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. You know, I try and teach um, my nephew, who is like eight years old, to create that time as well. And, you know, my mom spends a lot of time with him and she teaches him gratitude. And before bed at night, she teaches him, and we both teach him to lay down and go over what was the best thing that happened in my day today. 
and um, we gave him, he has a little gratitude rock. And so at night he holds onto his gratitude rock and he says the best thing that happened to him that day. Mm. And so, yeah, imagine if they taught that in school yeah. and it was embedded within us from such a young age. Yeah, certainly the world would be a much, be much better different. place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, at least having the reflection and being closer mm. to our true nature, mm -hmm. which is really just peace and love, mm. right? I think the hippies had something right yes. there <laughs> and, uh, and we are, that is our true nature, but... Mm. Um, really ego mm. can can put a tornado yes. into into our lifestyle which again is is so what what are what are some of the things you do how what yeah. are some actionable um, things that we can do in the mornings mm. or at night uh, maybe we could get some tips from you yeah of course i like this question because for me you know you hear it all the time you, a morning routine is so important and people will say um, you know, all the gurus out there, they'll say you have to do your affirmations and you have to write 10 things that you're grateful for and et cetera, et cetera. And for me, I was following that and it kind of felt like another thing that I was ticking off my to-do list. Mm. And it just started to feel really out of alignment. So what I like to share with people and what I like to do is say, create a self-love or a ritual toolbox and take things from other people that they share, try them on and see how it feels for you because it's really all about creating the feeling. It's not about the doing, it's about the feeling, it's about the being. And so create this self-love toolbox. And then every morning, check in with yourself, what do I need? Check in with your heart, like just allow some quiet time to ask yourself, what do I need? What do I need right now that will make me feel good? What do I need right now that will fill up my cup? And so for me, some of the things are gratitude, of course, and it can come in different ways. Maybe writing gratitude works for you. Maybe saying it out loud works for you. Um, just you want to create the feeling of gratitude within your body. So I think we spoke about it, like you said, sometimes you like squeeze your fists and say it out loud. And that really helps you to feel that gratitude. So try it for you and see what works. Um, mirror work, you know, there's so many different parts of mirror work. But if you're really working on finding love for yourself um, from within, this is really, really powerful. And so you can look at yourself in the mirror, in your eyes, and tell yourself that you love yourself and tell yourself why you love yourself. Maybe you have, um, you're, you're ch like you have a challenge with body image. So can you find a part of your body that maybe you're not so loving and so kind to and speak to that part of your body tell that part of your body that you love her, that you're sorry, that you forgive her and, um, and go throughout your whole body and do that. And maybe at first it doesn't feel good, it's uncomfortable, it's awkward, but the more you practice, the easier it becomes and then you start to believe it. And um, because you only believe that you don't love that part of yourself because you've told yourself that over and over and over again. Um, journaling, journaling is another great practice and you can simply there's there's so many different journaling techniques and again find what works for you but you can sit and you can just allow yourself to like brain dump and get whatever is on your mind out onto paper um, you can write a love letter to yourself you can write forgiveness letter to yourself um, what else also just like listening to something positive in the mornings maybe it's or maybe it's music. Maybe music really lights you up and makes you feel good. And you can put music on and dancing. Like dancing is another one that really helps me feel good too. Um, 
yeah so those are some of my yeah my I've done go-tos yeah, yeah I've, done, I've done all those mm-hmm. um i also like just the meditation mm-hmm. and time but usually that's more so you do you do them in the morning and at night or whatever i do flows? both yeah morning and night of okay. course because nighttime as well like i feel some of us can get into this was a harder one for me to implement because i was in like the habit of staying up not late but staying up later than I should and then getting really tired and falling asleep like on my phone or something like that so instead if you can create some time before bed too to make like a sacred practice time where you start winding down so you can create a nice sleeping environment so you can set yourself up for a good night's rest as well because of course I mean that's a self-love ritual too because Mm -hmm. we both know that sleep is like one of the most important things that we can do for ourselves and for our health. Yeah. Yeah. The sleep hygiene is so important Mm -hmm. in its own self in its own right, but really using that as sacred time too. Now, what would you say to all the men and women out there who are like, listen, I have kids. Like Mm -hmm. this is not, it might be easy for you if you're single or, you know, you have no kids. Mm -hmm. What are some suggestions we can give these? Yeah, that's a great question because obviously this, I hear that all the time. Right. And again, it's, you just have to, if even if it's just 15 minutes, can you wake up 15 minutes earlier and come back to the intention and to why you're doing this? You get to fill your cup up so it's overflowing so you can be a better parent. And also so you can set the example for your children as well, right? So if, if, if you can't do that, what are you teaching them? Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you're really busy, just allow yourself to get up 15 minutes before your kids wake up mm-hmm. and, and just do one thing. And you know, if it's at nighttime, usually your kids are in bed early. So create some time at night. Maybe you do longer rituals at night when the kids are asleep. Yeah. Or even uh, when they get older, teaching mm-hmm. them that, okay, this is... Do it together. S- yeah. Do it yeah. together. Or or maybe teaching them uh, 15 minutes. You, I want you to write down all this stuff, mm-hmm. teaching them early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be, and yeah. sharing with your kids too, like, hey, this is mommy's sacred time or daddy's sacred time. And this is why, because we're the most important people in our own lives and mm-hmm. we, we get to do what makes us feel good. This is really important to me. So I want you to know that and setting the boundaries because mm-hmm. that's really important to teach your kids too. Yeah. Teaches them early on mm-hmm. to set their own boundaries yes. and being like, Hey sister, yeah. don't leave me. Don't, don't talk to me right now. I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. Leave me alone. Imagine if we were taught what oh, boundaries yeah. were oh, as kids, God. right? <laughs> my life would be a lot different. Yeah. Um, that's amazing stuff. And you know, that's, that's the same energy that you had, brought forward to my life maybe Mm -hmm. three years ago, two and a half years ago, and made a huge shift into Mm -hmm. self-discipline, self-growth, self-evolution, success, Mm -hmm. um, because it does all go hand in hand. It's not just, I'm doing these rituals and I'm a better person, Mm -hmm. I'm a nicer, you know, friend, I'm a better boss or employee. No, it it literally leaks into every aspect of what life is. Mm Which brings me to my next point, right? Money story stuff. Yeah. Right? And uh, this is something that I really wanted to talk to you about because I haven't covered on this show yet. And again, another one of your, I remember you sent me this video a few years ago Mm -hmm. and you said, watch this. And um, because when I moved to San Francisco, I mean, I I just moved and I came from a, you know, residency that wasn't paying very well. So I didn't have, I wasn't good at saving money. And I moved to San Francisco of all places, which is one of the most expensive places in the country. Yeah. Um, 
and struggled and struggled, struggled living in the place that I was living um, and getting new patients from the beginning. But in retrospect, and this is something I spoke to you about, from the beginning, it was all mindset. Mm. It was all mindset. Yeah. And I'm going to go back to that video you sent me, which was incredible. I'm going to try to link it if I, if I can find mm-hmm. it on this this podcast. But that video was incredible because in that very moment, I said, well, damn, I have not let go of this operating system that I've had since growing up uh, with humble beginnings in Queens, New York. Um, can we, can, is is our money story something that, begins from childhood, teenagers, does it perpetuate throughout life? What have you seen with people? Yeah, yeah, absolutely it is. I mean, it can be all of the above. And mostly it comes from childhood, right? Our parents were doing the best that they could with what they knew, but we're being conditioned by their beliefs and um, by their words and their relationship that they have with money. Like they did this, like their parents did the same for them. So a lot of it comes from childhood. You know, what we hear our parents speaking about, about money, the way that we see them act around money, um, even the feelings that they have about money. You know, as kids, we're so sensitive and connected to our parents. They may not say something when they're at the line in the grocery store, but we can feel that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, a lot of it is conditioned from when we're children. And then also our experiences going throughout life. Maybe... You know, maybe we see our father working so hard, always at work, always at work, but then always complaining about not having money, Mm -hmm. you know, saying, no, we can't get that. You know, we're broke. Mm -hmm. Gosh, that's like the worst thing that we could say. We're broke. We're broke. And so we grow up thinking that, you know, A, we have to work really hard just to survive and then B, we'll still never have enough money. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, yeah. So it's all we're... we're constantly creating um, these beliefs and these thoughts throughout life, throughout our parents, throughout um, our experiences. Yeah, I can share something personal. I mean, Mm -hmm. like growing up in in Queens, it was more humble of beginnings. And then even throughout early life when I moved to New Jersey, and then there came a point where my dad started doing very well in Mm -hmm. his job. and, And he was, you know, really killing it at work. It was amazing. He had such a great position and he was in charge of so much. And all of a sudden we just became, you know, like, let's say upper middle class, if you want to use that system. And nothing changed in my head. Nothing changed. I still didn't want, I was still really, um, really tight with wanting to buy anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, look, in my head, this is the way I grew up. So the value of money was very different, even if the abundance and the reality was different too. So once you had sent me that video about two and a half years ago, I thought I was over that. <laughs> I wasn't anywhere near over that. Yeah. I mean, I would go to Whole Foods and be like, I, I'll never forget. I, I'm like, I want to buy this juice, but it's 12 bucks. Mm-hmm. I said, 12 bucks for a juice? Get <laughs> out of here. Instead of being like, man, I deserve this juice. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's something that I want. Yeah. Knowing my value versus, you know, the 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 shortcomings of it without abundance, but really like the scarcity mindset mm. was a killer. Yeah. The minute I broke that, the minute I let that go and updated that operating system, literally everything since that very day yeah. has never been the same. Yeah. And I just want to acknowledge you for that because you're exactly right. Like I remember when you were living in San Francisco in that place. Mm. And like you said, it wasn't about 
the, the, the place you were living in or what it looked like or anything like that. It was your mindset. Yeah. And it was that that's all you believed and all you thought that you could have or all you thought you were really worthy of. Mm -hmm. And you were stuck in, in that mindset that was keeping you in a state of struggle. Mm -hmm. And when I shared that stuff with you, like instantly like that, you know, you shifted and look at you now, like you've yeah. grown so much and it's so beautiful to see. Yeah, it, and it, it, sometimes it's hard mm. when you're in the reality of a situation mm -hmm. which has been created throughout life, many thoughts, people's, you know, your family's thoughts, your mm -hmm. thoughts, and you have this situation, it's sometimes it's very difficult to be like, not denying the situation per se, but being like, all right, this is the situation, but I'm going to change my mindset. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a light into this situation. Yeah. Sometimes that's really hard, right? It's called like unwavering blind faith. Mm, absolutely. You know, and yeah. like for me, you know, like I was, it was hard to be and like. And it's a consistent practice. Yeah. Every day. Because if it's been conditioned within your mind, your whole entire life, it doesn't just decondition like that. Mm -hmm. Like you have that awareness, like you said, and from that moment you chose to create a new story for yourself. Mm -hmm. But it's not like that just changed overnight. Yeah, and, and for, for folks listening, what I did is I went back to understanding where my relationship with money and abundance came, mm -hmm. what my worth is, what my value is. Mm -hmm. And um, I, man, I went back to childhood. And then I started thinking about all those instances where I wanted to do something that involved paying for something, mm -hmm. like having this experience or buying this new whatever. And the times where I was like, no, it's okay. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't need it. And what I saw as a pattern of being like putting myself last yeah. for everything. And the minute I was like, no, I'm gonna put myself first mm. from now on. Uh, being, being like selfish to the point where I'm not hurting anyone, mm -hmm. selfish to my own reality. Yeah, which really is selfless. Selfless, mm -hmm. exactly, at that point. And it shifted and it changed everything. And it like... The, the point I'm trying to make is that you can make a decision at any given point yeah. and it might not shift your reality that day. It might not for the next five months, mm -hmm. six months, year, but I promise you with that practice, the, everything starts shifting. Absolutely. I 100% agree. You have to make that choice and that decision mm -hmm. and that's where it starts with the awareness. With the awareness mm -hmm. it, and sometimes keeping that practice going mm -hmm. is hard because I'll tell you one thing. When I had... Uh, I remember there was these uh, fires going on yeah. and uh, one of my friend's friends who I didn't even really know had had her belongings, like everything was mm -hmm. gone. <laughs> and it's crazy because I went back reverting. You have to create actions mm -hmm. which support your mindset. Yeah. If you don't, then you're just having thought bubbles over your right. head. Yeah. But it's really the actionable stuff mm -hmm. that gets those gears going. So I remember I said to myself, and I like to share the stories, I said, okay, I'm gonna give her $300. Yeah. And I remember at the time, I was doing a little bit better with stuff, but $300 was like, okay, well, I can go towards my rent. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm gonna give it. And then I went back and I said, you know, why, why that much? I don't even really know her like that. But I said, you know what, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. What am I doing? I have to declare this now. Like I have to, I have to talk the talk yes. and walk the walk. So I gave it. I said, you know, you know, I uh, hope everything, you know, you, you recover, everything goes better for you, and I'm sorry. So I sent it to her that day. That day, this is the craziest thing, and I hand 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 to anything you believe in. That day, my patient overpaid me mm -hmm. by three hundred. I don't even know how you overpay yeah. someone by three hundred dollars. The exact amount, literally four hours later, 
I say, hey, that was not the cost of the visit. That's way too much. She said, no, it's fine. You're, you're, you're a good doctor. Keep it. Yeah, that's that? amazing. I can. And that was going to be my question to you. You know, did it come right back to you? Mm-hmm. And it always does. You know, when we're holding on to things so tight, we can't expect them to stay in our lives. But when we let go and we give, then we open ourselves to receive as well. Mm-hmm. And like that can be a hard concept when you're stuck in the struggle, right? But like you said, you've got to take those actions. You've got to act as if now. Act as if now, which mm-hmm. is very difficult. Again, yes. that unwavering faith when you're in a situation. Mm-hmm. I always say this uh, analogy. If the energy of abundance, financial abundance, money is personified as a woman or mm-hmm. a man, and I, as a man, I say, <laughs> what girl's going to want to be around you if you call her the root of all evil? Yeah, right? exactly. Like you can't, you have to, one of the first things I said is, money ain't evil. What am mm. I saying? Like I was convinced, convinced that it, it, not even uh, directly or it, it wasn't in my conscious, but subconsciously yes. convinced that abundance of money is an evil thing. Yeah. Well, what the hell, if you, how are you going to track that? Yeah, exactly. Right? And the other side is if what girl is going to be in your life, if you hold her tight, you don't let her f- flow freely, mm-hmm. right? The same thing goes. If you're holding yeah. all this money tight and you say, no, I can't let this go. I can't, I can't then the same energy, you're going to get that same reality, yeah. same energy. Yeah, I like, I love that analogy. And I also like the um, money BFF, like act as if the money frequency is your money BFF. I learned this from one of my mentors and it's been amazing. And she also shared um, this process of like drawing her and putting a picture up like mm-hmm. around your room, on your phone and connecting with your money BFF every day. Yeah. And you said something there where it may not, you may not even be consciously saying these things. Like maybe you're listening and you think, well, you know, I don't speak badly about money, but really take time to reflect on your thoughts. Because if you currently don't have, or you are not in a financial situation that where you want to be, then you likely don't have a healthy relationship with money. And there's something to look into there. You've got to be really honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and just spend some time and reflect, like, what are my thoughts? What are my actions? How do I feel about money? How do I feel in my body when, you know, I check my bank account mm-hmm. or when I get a bill or when the the grocery bill, like the grocery store checkout is more than I expected? And, um, you know, uh, yes, just just check in with how you feel in your body. If you feel like you tense up, then yeah, ask yourself, okay, maybe I can shift some things here. Yeah. Around that time, Mm -hmm. it was like difficult for me to even open my Wells Fargo Mm -hmm. account. I was like, oh God, what's going to happen here? How much, you know? Yeah. And if you go back to the relationship analogy, if, if you're not like even acknowledging your partner, Mm -hmm. then how is that relationship going to last? How is that partner going to want to show up for you and be there for you and treat you with love and respect if you're not doing the same for them? Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's sort of revolutionary Mm -hmm. to because this is not a teaching that Mm -hmm. people don't learn, maybe sometimes ever in their life. Most people don't. But what we're submitting to the audience is that just start thinking about what your relationship is. And if you personify money as a person, what's your relationship with that person? Mm-hmm. Has it has it been broken since the beginning? Have you had some really negative thoughts, consciously or subconsciously? Do you feel that you deserve that person to be in your life? Or yeah. do you push them away? Do you mm-hmm. hold them tight? Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts, words, and actions around it? And then the next step, what I did is I thought about when that started. Mm-hmm. What 
what experiences, what words did people around me say to create that reality? Mm. Then the third step for me is I let that go. Yeah. I said, that ain't my reality anymore. You know, like you can let go of things any given time, mm-hmm. wherever you are. Um, yeah, I choose to create a new story mm-hmm. from this moment on. We yeah. have the power to do that. At any given mm-hmm. time. And then the last thing I did was act as if. Yes, act as if now. And that one, you know, um, I wanted to touch on, you said you gave $300. And maybe some people are like, yeah, well, it's easy for you to say, I don't have $300 to give. Mm-hmm. That's okay. What can you give? Mm-hmm. Can you give a dollar? Mm-hmm. Anything, whatever's in your in your range, just give, even if it's like flowers mm-hmm. or it doesn't have to be monetary value, but can you give with the knowing and the belief that it will come back to you? Mm-hmm. And w- without even going consciously, I'm going to give to receive. Yeah, exactly. I'm, g- I'm giving out of that vibration mm-hmm. of love. Of love and abundance. Yeah. Yeah. Because I got it. Mm-hmm. I got it to give. Mm-hmm. And, and that's revolutionary in itself, but the, one of the most powerful things that we've said in this whole convo. Mm -hmm. And I really hope that your listeners can take this into account and understand that not only in my experience, but in so many other people's experience, they've taken these exact steps and have revolutionized their lives. Yeah, absolutely. always, always remember that these external factors will never define you. Mm, You Such a good point to make. You can go from dirt poor Mm -hmm. to mega rich and you still will not be different. Mm. You will always be the same person. Don't get caught up in letting those outside identifications change you because it's not real. Yes, and it comes back to self-love as we were speaking about in the beginning, Mm. right? Because if you can create the self-love from within, then you're not searching for outside validations to make you feel good. Mm. If you don't have that love from within, and you're, you're, you're desiring more money because you feel like that's gonna make you feel better, it's not. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the short term, but that's going to fade away. That's the biggest trap mm-hmm. in anything. We yeah. see people like overnight become super rich and they lose it so fast yeah. because it's like, oh, you know, you were, you were spending that money instead of bettering the world mm-hmm. on things that you thought would bring you more love mm-hmm. when it ain't true. It's yeah. all fake stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's all fake stuff. So um, I'm, I'm so happy we got to talk about this yeah. because I haven't spoke about it with anyone and I'm not sure that I will with anyone else mm-hmm. after. So but I, I I've been waiting to speak about this for folks because it's 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 literally one of the most powerful interventions you can make. Yeah. Um, and some people will be like, listen, you know, you don't know my situation. We certainly don't. Mm-hmm. We don't know everyone's situation and we don't know what how hard times have been falling for many years. But what we do know is that you can always change your mindset in any given situation and continuously practice that mindset every day, day in and day out with the unwavering faith that things will shift because I promise you they will. They will and allow us to be the light. If one person can do it, anybody can, Mm -hmm. you know? And like you said, we don't know where other people's situations and lives are or what they've been through, but don't get stuck with that being your story because Mm -hmm. as we've mentioned quite a few times, you get to change that and you can change that in any given moment, but Mm -hmm. you have to decide and you have to make the choice and then you have to start taking the actions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. So are you, are you coaching people through this? Is that, is, is that part of your work right now? I know you're doing online community stuff. So let let the people know like how are they going to reach you? Cause I know there's at least one person who's like, well, damn, I need to talk to her. Yeah, for sure. So you can find me on Facebook at Rochelle Marie and on Instagram, it's Rochelle M. Webb. 
Um, and then we also have, I have a Facebook group with some other leaders in my community called Millionaire Revolution. Um, but yeah, just reach out to me, send me a message on either of those platforms so we can chat. Yeah. And um, is there anything new and exciting you're doing now? Yeah, definitely. So the group Millionaire Revolution is a new group and it's we're really helping people change that relationship they have with money and shift their financial um, reality, really. So in the group, we share a lot of mindset tools, trainings around um, how to act as if now. Mm -hmm. And we also help people get connected to the education, resources, mentors, um, to really change their reality. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and listen, if, if you are making ends meet, but it's important to you, then make an investment mm -hmm. to your life because it can change your life very fast. Absolutely. It really can. Um, what are, before we go, three things, three things that people can do for their own physical, mental, whatever health, mm -hmm. whatever health is to you, what are three things that folks can start doing? Yeah. Okay. So number one would be look at everything in your life that is toxic, whether it's food, people, relationships, anything like that, and let go of them shift them into more healthy, positive things, um, healthy, positive relationships, healthy foods, um, and everything like that. And then two, hydrate, definitely, um, and movement. movement. Move your body every day in some way, whether yeah. it's just walking, dancing, exercise, yoga, whatever you like, move your body. I love that. Mm -hmm. Three important things you hear. You heard it here first. Um, Thank you, Rochelle, for Thank coming so on the show. Me. Yeah, all the way from Australia. Mm -hmm. um, whenever you're back, we need part two. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, awesome. It's been, it's been a pleasure to be here. So thank you so much. All right. What a very special, very special conversation. Um, I feel very blessed to have Rochelle on here because, uh, one, she's a close friend of mine, but having that empowering conversation, being able to have that leak over into your earbuds or your laptop uh, is so important to empower us. Remember, the whole show is about empowerment and informed consent. And if we don't know these things, now we can make decisions on how to change our lives for the better. That's what this whole show is about. So thank you for rating. Thank you for reviewing. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for everything. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. Next week is coming with a fire too.